Get ready. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the weekly cooldown and what I'm calling the bonus stage. So this is a bonus episode um, from... So what we're going to do on bonus stages is we will be focusing on getting to know our guest by talking about a game that they find kind of formative or something that really sparked uh, some kind of interest in them um, in some manner. Uh, So whether they like the game or dislike the game, we're going to kind of look at what the game is uh some kind of theme within the game and what makes the game and also what makes the gamer yeah so joining me for uh this bonus stage episode is uh sam that's me sam that's me i've and, been here um, before we're going to what what game are we doing so i'm going to be talking about <laughs> david cage's last uh project how do i say this is the force yeah i don't know it's definitely had an effect um uh detroit become human which i think Mm -hmm. i actually brought it i think i brought up playing it like a couple years ago Mm -hmm. on your podcast and i kind of talked about it where it's like the only good thing i had to say was that the soundtrack's really good that's still true by the way that game does not deserve that soundtrack that's how good Mm -hmm. it is anyway but we'll get into details about that in a little bit yeah 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 so uh, to kind of start out, you mentioned Mr. David Cage. Yeah, so so just to kind of like set up things, uh, David Cage is this dude who this dude clearly, clearly, clearly thinks he's good enough to be like a, a, a movie director, um, but he's never been able to do that, and instead he just puts that upon his games, and a lot of his games are very much like you know, quick time events, walking around, looking at stuff, you know, investigating, and then, like, using quick time events for, like, action segments and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's supposed to be like, oh, this is a game where it's, like, playing out like a movie. And, you know, that's the general structure of how they go. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain things where it's like, oh, you know, it's like, you, if, you do, if you don't do thing, if you do one thing one way or don't do it another way, it changes the story and your choices matter, blah, 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 blah. Which, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, that's there, but... <laughs> It's very questionable as to like which path has a better right yeah. or not. Is it really there? Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. So, so in the case of Detroit Become Human, it started out as like a tech demo where mm-hmm. they had like this Android. And I remember seeing it. And I'm like going, oh, this seems like really cool. And then when they announced this game was coming out, I was like going, oh my god, I'm really interested and excited to see this. And then yeah. a bunch of stuff started coming out about it. That's like, oh, so yeah. So you were pretty excited when you first heard about it but yeah. then, but then al- uh, along the way something changed yeah so a couple things happened first one is that a bunch of people inside quantic dream which is the company that um makes these games and david mm-hmm. cage is just kind of like i'll put it this way uh employees were complaining about how the company was being run in particular they were having complaints about david cage who in just to get an idea of this kind of person in his emails that he would send around to his employees he would say himself like a golden god of the sun at quantic dreams and it's like okay yeah okay yeah so that sets it up so there's like all these things of like sexual harassment um uh like apparently they were like spreading around quote jokes that were like you know like related to like nazi imagery and stuff around Uh. yeah so basically just a bunch of like shit and that was its own thing so and Mm -hmm. there was that and then the second thing was the whole premise of Detroit Become Human is basically it's in the relatively new future and there are things called synths with or wait no that's that's Fallout 4 never mind anyway they have they basically have androids that are like kind of just being the you know the, the I'll put it this way they have androids they are treating them akin to um, slavery mm-hmm. uh, as you know was which is a wonderfully dark part of our history yes. and basically they they end up like way too closely ham fisting that being related to what's going on to the point where there are scenes and situations that not they don't even like borrow or like reference to or evoke no 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 they just basically take a lot of like um 
things that were going around during uh, some of the bigger uh, Black Lives Matter movements, move, mm-hmm. movements, and using it for their own material. Like, there's this one where one of the characters you were like paint, painting like with laser graffiti. I don't remember exactly how it worked. And one of the things that you could pick was like, oh, fuck, I can't believe I have to say this out loud. So one of the things you could pick to write as a graffiti said, I can't breathe, but I'm still alive. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, basically See, that's yeah. very interesting because I actually read today. Uh, this is kind of, I guess it slightly fits that yeah. like, uh, there was a Notre Dame baseball game where some women wore t-shirts in the same vein mm-hmm. uh, to kind of uh, uh, not relate to, but rather um, support the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Um, they wore shirts that said, I can't breathe. And in return, uh, there were some uh, cops who wore a shirt that said, um, breathe easy, don't break the law. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Real so, nice. So, but yeah, so the, so basically the problem with Detroit Become Human, that one, and the one that probably got the most attention was that it was pretty much utilizing real world, world issues, mm-hmm. like directly like taking stuff from it and using it as part of like their own imagery and, um, you know, writing and anything else uh, regarding, uh, you know, this whole movement of androids. And it's just like, it's just, it's super tacky and right. super tasteless. So, <clears throat> so, ba- so basically I'll, I'll kind of give out a basic idea of the game where it's like, you play as three characters primarily. Uh, the first one that you play as um, is an android named Connor. And he works with like this, this cop that's like, Oh, I've, I've been on the force forever, but I'm so jaded because I've done blah, 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 like, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. Um, named Hank Anderson, who's played by the voice actor who plays Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob, which I didn't realize until like after I beat the game. And I'm like, that's wonderful. God, that's it. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll say those two, if the game was just following those two, it'd be great because it'd be a really fucking like goofy buddy cop movie between an Android and an old timey police officer. Right. And like, and they have really good, like, you know, chemistry and dynamics. So it's like that part of the game was actually like the parts that I was like, all right, I'm into this. Yeah. Um, the, another character you played was Marcus was a Android who was framed for murdering his owner. And his owner was like this famous painter and he was trying to treat Marcus as much as a human as possible. Cause you know whatever that's what you do when you're an artist is try anyway and so it just becomes this thing of like oh he killed him and it's like no i didn't it's like what does it matter you're an android you don't have any feelings or blah 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 blah. and so basically you're following him around when they're kind of doing like this whole like rights for androids thing and that part of the game just has a lot of really cringy moments and it's not very um like moving or convincing of anything and they also put in all these weird things that they try to convey like oh this is how robots feel but never follow up on it so it's Mm -hmm. just like so what was the fucking point anyway so that's like its own thing but the section that i want to um uh talk more about is the section involving the character kara who she is basically an android that was bought by this piece of shit dude who has a daughter and she's pretty much just treated like you know, a house slave where it's like she's supposed to clean and cook, blah, 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 everything else like that. Um, And then when you start playing the game, it's implied that she had to be taken to be repaired. And then eventually you start finding that piece of shit is also like a fucking, you know, domestic abuser. Hmm. And so the first entire chapter of you is basically you're in his house. Um, He's basically a piece of garbage. He's also like a drug addict, I guess. Um, And he's unemployed. You know, he can't find work like it's kind of like these general ideas of like, oh, this is what, you know, he's become of home at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And then apparently he takes it out on, you know, Kara, apparently, which is what happened before, why she had to get fixed and also takes it out on her, uh, her, sorry, on his daughter, um, who's this girl named Alice. And so, you know, already it's just kind of like, cool. I really like seeing, you know, these situations of, you know, domestic abuse um it's it, it was just you know I, I understand that it's like oh we're trying to make it like this meaningful thing because eventually it turns into where you know Kara runs away with alice and they try to find somewhere to go and that's where um that's where it starts to get like super just really like 
to put it bluntly, I was completely miserable throughout those entire sections of the game. Really? Li- literally, as soon as you escape the house, the following scene is, you know, Kara and Alice are on a bus. They have to get off the bus because the bus have to go back to, like, the bus station. And they're, like, going, where do we go? And the bus driver's like, uh And he just leaves. And so mm-hmm. that entire chapter becomes, like, okay, you two are homeless. You can't return to the home that you were. Because Kara's an android, she can't get any sort of help from anybody, even though there's a little girl walking with her, because she doesn't want her to be brought back to her dad. Because mm. he's a piece of, like, it just sets it up as this, like, just really just not, like, it's just super uncomfortable for um, someone like myself, because I had a bit of a shaky home life, you know, when I was a kid, too. Right. So, a lot of that section of the game is just kind of going through those motions of like trying to find a place to keep this kid safe um trying to run away from her dad trying to avoid the cops all these different things and the just the moments where it's like quieter and you just have to interact with this you know this girl and like you know there's a point where oh we have to find shelter and you can either a steal person's money and you have to steal person's clothing as well and then you can get into the hotel where it's the safest but you have to steal in order to do it um b you can either break into this condemned house where nobody will want to go in but it's currently occupied by a very mentally unstable android who probably might hurt you and there's even like a scene where he like tries to be kind to alice by like having a rat and wanting Mm -hmm. her to eat it and it's just like okay like yeah it's just all these things it's like all right very uncomfortable and then the last one is just like you kind of like break into a car and you just kind of like sleep there. I never did that one because I never I only played the game once because I didn't want to go through it again. Right. So it's just like so anything like that. And so just kind of that there sort of paints what goes on after that. Like it, it basically paints what it is that David Cage was doing in that game. And from there kind of influence what he was trying to right with it up until like the very end which you know I'll, I'll probably detail that in a little bit here but sure but basically it started painting this picture where the, the he's trying to set it up as this thing where oh you know this game is about like the choices you make will you make the right one but it's like it seems his way is fixing that is mm-hmm. by making none of the choices right yes and just like you know pretty much making it miserable no matter what and that what would be you know like the safest and best option that you want to do is going to have to be the one that is also like you doing something of dubious uh morality or legality and that's where it's just really starts to become um especially uncomfortable when you get into uh the latter half of the game because yeah it almost seems to like make fun of its own title because it's like detroit become human yeah (laughs) and so instead of going through kind of uh something kind of wholesome as a quote-unquote human you're going through all these kind of really awful trials and it kind of highlights the negative parts of humanism yeah no and that's like the that that's what's most frustrating about it because you know when you go into marcus's situation like i mean his his arc like at least is very kind of consistent where it's like he gets framed for murder he basically gets thrown into like a trash heap um he has to be able to find his way out of it he eventually finds like a group of other androids who are in a similar situation they kind of like build their own community and then they start figuring out well how do we you know like solve problems stuff so it's like so even though he had to deal with something you know, pretty much just as traumatic because he saw his, you know, like the the man that he considered his father die in front of him, and then he was charged for murder he didn't kill. He eventually ends up with people that you know, in some sense, kind of like care for his well being and you know, everything else like that. Mm-hmm. This and the and the story with Kara and the girl almost never have any sort of situation close to that. There's one very brief moment. But then it's also completely overshadowed by, like, just a bunch of other weird shit that has had. Like, the whole thing is just, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's bleak and it's not, it's, it's difficult. Well, I think what hurts it as well is that, um, God, I'm trying to remember the name of the gal who played, uh, Kara. She's like, uh, frick. Valerie Curry. Yeah, Valerie Curry, where it's just like, her performance was fine. 
Um, I guess I'll kind of say that the acting in this game is very much like hit or miss where a lot of the main characters, you know, like people who play Connor, uh, the police chief, uh, Cara, Marcus, like their acting was fine. But like Mm -hmm. the girl who plays Alice is like the most wooden and non-emotional little girl portrayal I've ever seen in anything. So it doesn't help anymore that, you know, that those scenes where it's supposed to be like, oh, you're supposed to care about this little girl. But it's like like that you're never really giving any sort of reason to like she only plays like this role of like i'm a little girl who can't help herself which by the way that's related to a plot point that happens later and it's just i i just i'm not sure what exactly they were hoping to achieve with what they were doing there like basically i mean i'll go ahead i you don't care if i spoil the story of this game do you because i don't well spoiler alerts for everybody else but no go ahead Exactly. So the main thing is that it's like you eventually find out, Kara, that the little girl is also like an android that the dude had bought because apparently he never was able to have a family like he wanted. So he bought this fake child robot and Mm. then this fake it's like I've never it never makes it clear why he did. Um, It it just was like, oh, that's what he did it because he wanted to feel better. And it's just like going like for what purpose though like it just it it, it, if he like you know had like i don't know a family he used to have but he couldn't contact with anymore i might have gotten it but they never imply that being a thing it's just this random dude it was just like okay so it almost seems like marcus's story of seeing the father figure die in front of them Mm -hmm. should have been the story of kara and alice because yeah if you give this man a daughter he never was able yeah. to have, yeah, it seems like he would be less abusive and more yeah. happy about having a family. Yeah, no, because I, I think that would actually, I mean, that probably would have made a lot better. And I'm wondering because initially when they revealed this game, they only showed this stuff with Kara. And so everybody thought like, oh, we're just going to play as this girl. And so maybe at some point... They had thought maybe we should divert this into like multiple things, which mm-hmm. it's basically it just seems like the the Everyone one stri- gets a father yeah. figure. Well, something <laughs> like that. But I, but I would say that like the most consistent stories, at least that have like a typical kind of like story arc that feels like it's done with some sort of purpose, are the ones with Connor and uh, Hank, the police chief, and then the one with uh, uh, Marcus, because they they follow a very kind of like progressive arc at least as it starts out but mm-hmm. i'm wondering if at some point they diverted uh marcus and Kara's thing was supposed to be one story that got split into two and so it just whatever it doesn't really matter it's just like the, whatever the game chose what it did and it's not very good at it um so so yeah and then as you go along with Kara, there's like multiple things that happen so after that one you have to like run away um, you find this guy who supposedly is able to take like the tracking thing out of their out of the android. I can't even remember why they went to her. Why why they went to him? And so you go yeah. there. He's just this, he's this guy in like this freaking mansion, and he has um this very tall uh android uh who's basically like how would I ex- explain it? Like it's that one point of the game where it's just the very tall black man who's protective trope. Like, I don't know if you know mm. what I So yeah. basically he has like, you know, an Android like that, except he's completely like docile and just doesn't do anything aside from whatever mansion owner guy demands to so basically find out the guy. is just a super duper creepoid who has been experimenting on androids for his own amusement. Um, long story short, car and the girl eventually escape. And then, the uh, taller android that was, you know, the, the taller black man android named Luther. So I'll just say Luther now so I don't say taller black man android because that's mm-hmm. <laughs> not exactly articulate. Rude. So, yeah. So basically, they be with this guy named Luther who, I guess, I don't know if he was acting the whole time or if, like, they'd done something and it switched him back on to being normal. Whatever. I don't know. And so he basically goes, like, going, no, it's like, we have to get out of here. We we have to go north to Canada so we can like get out of Ver- get get out of this this mm. place of America. Like seriously, they get to this thing where they go up toward the north, and then the chapter name is like the railroad, and it's like, Ugh. yeah, ex- yeah, no, it's Jesus. all just like, uh, yeah, no, it's like none of this is just the whole thing is just aside from being like you know not wanting to show anything decent about 
you know, happening to these characters. It just doesn't help that everything else involved in the game is super tone deaf. Yeah, it's it, very ham fisted. And it's just, it's just, it's mostly just like, oh my god. And by this time, I'm more like, I'm more just like annoyed as like what the game is doing because it's just like if it's trying to get me to care, it's like not doing a very good job yeah. at all at it. And so it just kind of keeps going like that. And there's there's a point in the game where you um, are taken to the group that Marcus has been like building up kind of like the robot resistance because they thought, oh, go with him. He'll keep you safe. But the mm-hmm. place that they're on, like it's like you know attacked by like the police squad or something and that's when like the game diverges mostly into like one of two parts there's the one part which i didn't go to where they basically they round up all the androids and they get them ready for like decommissioning so but they're set up in this situation where they oh my god i can't believe i have to say this so they're set up in a situation where the robots are like forced into like (sighs) like basically like to microwave and like nuke their parts and everything so it's like Mm. drawing on this influence of like fucking Auschwitz from like World War 2 and I'm like what the fuck is this game even doing it so you know so we have that which is already just like okay so now we have like a prison camp for fucking robots thankfully I didn't go that route because fuck seeing what's going on with that one because I'd seen a small thing from it instead I was able to get the route where you're able to escape from getting caught um and then it becomes this thing where you are basically everybody's trying to like even like people are evacuating from detroit because it's like oh it's too dangerous all the robots are going to kill everybody get out of there while you can and so Kara and her crew have to get on that like group of bus disguised as being humans um so what happens is you get to the bus station you find out oh there's no more tickets left this this is another part where the game diverts. Okay. You have one of two choices, and these are the only options to be able to do what you want to do. You can either A, kind of just be like, well, too fucking bad, and then what happens is, like, the family that had helped you when, you know, you were, like, trying to get up to Canada, they'll find you, and then they'll help you get to, like, the fucking river that crosses up into Canada or something, so you can either okay. go with that route... The other one, and this is the only way to get what is possibly the best ending for this group of characters, is there is a family of three who um, are getting ready to go on the bus. They drop their tickets. You pick them up. You have one of two choices. You can either A, give it back to them, and then you go with the family to go on the river, or B, you be like, oh, sorry, I didn't see the tickets, and you use them instead to get you three up there. And that is the only way to get the best ending for those three characters, which is already the fucking problem that I have here. Because it's like, so basically, the only way for everything to end up completely good is you have to do something so incredibly shitty. And so it's just... Steal uh, two times. Yeah, it's just like, but it's like, I mean, the first ones is like stealing the money and like the clothing. Like, that's kind of like, okay, whatever. But you're being presented with a situation where it's like, you have to steal tickets from this family who really have no stake in what's going on. They just want to keep safe. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, it, it just baffles me like that. They would just set it up like, Oh, Nope. This is the only way to get and go ahead and blah, blah, blah. And so if you go that route, you basically get up to the border. There's a couple of different things that you can do. Um, uh, that'll either get to the end. The best ending is if you made sure to like stay nonviolent at the whole time, because the guy at the port- border patrol, when Kara goes up and he's just like going, it's like passport and blah, blah, blah ticket. And Kara's just like, like just whispers out like, please. And the dude, depending on what you've done in the game, if he looks up at the TV and he sees like all the robots doing a nonviolent protest and everything else, he'll let Kara and his family go through. If you've done anything bad, he'll just be like, hey, there's an android, capture them. Uh, the other choices that you have is you can either have like Luther like just fucking use him and he'll create distractions so you and Kara or you and Alice can get across the border. Like it's just. The whole thing is just Mm -hmm. that's how you can only get like the best ending is by doing all those things correctly. Yeah. So So, (laughs) I'm still very struck by two things. Yes. Um, The idea that the black androids are Uh the ones with the, albeit if you play the game correctly, according to you. Yeah. uh, Civil uprising. Yeah. Um, the the two of course being Luther and yeah. Marcus who is yeah. 
uh, of mixed race, the the actors yeah. of mixed yeah, race. Yeah, and yeah, and it's like, but in all senses, he's essentially the black, only yeah. playable black character. Yeah, pretty um, much. So it baffles me that not only have you said that like they are the two leading the quote unquote railroad. Yeah, but also that. At the end of the game, if you played incorrectly, mm-hmm. you use the black man. <laughs> yes, exactly. To escape into Canada. Yeah, exactly. And so, I'll, I'll guess what? That's also the case for the other ending that you go to, except that ending is considerably worse in so oh, many I'm different so ways. Uh, it's just, so I'll kind of like explain with my thing. So, if you don't do the thing where you get up to the border of Canada, you basically go down to like, a riverbed there's like a boat set up blah blah they said here take the thing up to it you just have to watch out for the border patrol which of course mm-hmm. if you go on the thing you get bought by bought you know stopped by border patrol and boats but here's the thing they don't like stop you or anything no they just start firing because they just think oh robots kill them you know because mm-hmm. that's what humans do because we're terrible people i guess i mean we kind of are but anyway so so when you do that there are a bunch of really random weird things that you can do as like your choice that are so absolutely arbitrary to like what can be done. So there's basically three things that'll happen. Mm. You when you get when you get up to the thing and you'll have the uh, the the patrol come up, Kara can do one of two things. She can either A like wave or no then she can do four things she can either a wave saying like please don't shoot we're not hurting if you do that option when they start firing and you duck down car gets shot and so you start seeing her bleeding um Mm -hmm. if you try to speed away um what'll happen is they'll shoot again this time alice gets shot (laughs) the 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 third the third option um is the third the third option is you basically duck down and take cover um which if that happens alice and car are fine but luther gets shot but there's also a fourth option where you can ask to use luther as a, as a fucking shield oh it's like yeah i know so it's like so basically you have Wait two yeah no ask. it's yeah, no, well, not ask, but he basically is just like, Kara says Luther, and then he guards, like, the the thing. Here's the thing, Jesus. though. Regardless of what choice you pick, Luther always gets shot. And it's just like, what's, wh- why do you have these here? It's just, no. David the, Cage doesn't like black people. Yes, he doesn't like black people. It's just like, he also doesn't like women, and he doesn't like children. Um, and then... So, basically, here's what happens. So, it's like, Luther gets shot no matter what, by Luther, I guess. <laughs> Fuck. God, I'm just remembering this now. It's just like, it just gets worse and worse. And then, you find out, oh no, the boat got shot, now it's slowly sinking. So, you can do, so you start to have to, you start having to throw stuff off. And so, it's like, you know, you can throw off, like, the boat motor, which it's broken anyway, so it's just like, you know, whatever. Uh, there's, like, a crate that I guess has supplies, which I don't know why a couple of androids would need those once they get to Canada, if they're off the board. I don't know. It's just, it's like a Coleman cooler. You can dump that off. <laughs> you can fucking, sh- you can shove off Luther's body, <laughs> like, to stop its seat. It's just so bad. Yeah. And so, it's just, everything about it is super, just, it's the worst thing ever. And then, yeah, so then there's that, and you basically have to get to, like, the, you know, to the shore as much as possible at that point. And then it jumps over to, like, some other characters, which, thank God, but then you get back to it, and you find that Kara is, like, on the beach with Alice. Depending on what you've done, you're going to get, like, one of three outcomes. Uh, You either have, you know, Alice and Kara made it across the beach... Um, Kara is dying and she basically shuts off as soon as, um, you get there. Okay. And then the girl's just by herself and it's just like, all right, whatever. Uh, the other option is that if you make it there, um, to the beach, like it sort of does this false thing where it's like going, oh no, Alice died. But then she like wakes up and it's like, oh, we're both fine. The third option, which is by far the most miserable option, and the one that I got, and actually, like, visible, like, just, it, it just, I had, like, it, it, it haunted me for days, just because of, like, considering how much had happened up until that point. 
Okay. You make it to the beach. Alice is basically dying in your hands. And so, and she basically says, like, oh, I'm getting cold, blah, you know, things that, like, a person would say. And then mm-hmm. she also, like, w- w- like, the last thing she says, and I don't know why I put they put this in. I guess it was to make it more emotional, but it just seemed kind of stupid at the time. Where it's, like, Alice goes, like, I love you, Mom. Where she's talking about Kara, because I guess, w- which is weird, because she never referred to her that at any point. Yeah. Which I don't know if it's just, like, oh, she's a child android that's shutting down. She doesn't know her mother anymore. Here's the, here's the part that fucked me up, because... I was already, like, I was just visibly, like, upset and crying because I was just, not because it was emotional, but just because it just dug up feelings that I really didn't want to, like, kind of parse through at that point. Yeah. And so what happens, and I'm, I can't believe they did this for a button prompt. When when she dies, a little thing pops up um, when basically you can hit one of two buttons and you have to press them very quickly. Because otherwise, one of them will happen. You either have, you know, you know, live or give up. And basically, if you give up, Kara shuts down. And you get that by either hitting the button or if you don't hit the button soon enough and the game just decides for you. And you just and she just dies there. So after. Yeah. So after all this, it's basically I, I find out this thing that. You know, you're in a domestic home, you know, abuse situation. You're running away with a child who has been abused and you're unable to do anything because you're, you know, a fucking robot. And apparently the world is so terrible that they won't listen to an android saying, hey, this dude is beating up this child. But it's also like, but then it just gets further confused when you find out that the child is a robot. So you're just like, so would any of this have even mattered at any point? Like... It's just, it's so, it, it's so just baffling as to what the, they're trying to convey here with right. it. Because, especially because it's like, you know, already like this child, every time it happened, is just like going, but this child has like nothing to her and no development. And then you find out, oh, she's an android that's supposed to just be a child. And so it's like, but why doesn't she have any sort of like, all, all these other, you know, android characters are gaining the sense of like autonomy and identity. And this little mm-hmm. girl is not in yeah. any sort of way and it just so, uh, g- and what is she supposed to do later grow yeah <laughs> like, no that's a, that, no that's like part of it and just like so i don't I, I i just have a hard time trying to understand what they're doing with it and the only thing that i've picked up is that apparently david cage's idea of like an emotionally engrossing story is that if you if you try to do the right thing always 100 percent you will be fucking miserable because something bad will happen to you. And the only way to get something decent is that you have to exploit opportunity. Like just at that right moment, it might fuck somebody over, but it'll help you at that point. Oh, by the way, if the other people were doing things right, see, that's the other thing that baffles me is that you have, you know, the situation with um, Connor who he's trying to understand like he's a robot, but all these robots are killing, but at the same time they're doing because they want their freedom. And so he's kind of dealing with this, you know, going back and forth of like, I was programmed to do this, but these people are being hurt, but they're not people, they're robots, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, there's this story where he develops and you kind of figure out, okay, he can be like, you know, an android that wants to, that wants other androids to be seen as people. So, but at the same time, you can also just be like, no, fuck that and just be a fucking awful cop and then just fucking shoot everything all of me like, yeah, fuck all of you. And then, you know, you have Marcus who it's like, you can either a be like this super peaceful protest and you can like go through this way and things actually pretty much end up okay for you in that situation. Or you can basically be like, nah, fuck humans. And just like Detroit becomes the Android only city. And like, that's the outcome with it. But it's like for cars thing, it's like, like you'd basically have to be either terrible in order to get like the best ending for them possible or if right. you try to do like good you don't get fucking anything and so that's why it just it it, it it was like just it you know upset me and then made me super angry because you're it was basically pointing out to this thing that you know someone in this abusive situation has has no ability to get help has no sense of power has no sense of agency or voice that matters for anything and that them trying to do everything in like the best way possible just having it end up in like this fucking miserable like ending as that the only way to get something good is that you have to like do something shitty like it's it, it just 
it, it upset me in, in such a way because this, you know, the, the story that's following them is supposed to be like, this is a personal account of what is happening to like, you know, robots in this story and mm-hmm. what they're having to deal with and setting it up in such a way that like they have no real sense of being able to, you know, be, be redeem themselves in any way. Well, it's just, it's, it's pick it's, themselves up from the, right. the ground. No, right. Exactly. No, no, no. It's basically this whole thing where it just seems like David Cage is like, Oh, you know, if you're a victim and you try to do the right thing, you're just going to get fucked up. The only way to get ahead is that you have to do something kind of yeah. shitty for yourself. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah. I, like I, I th- it's just, and that is like the only one of those stories that does that. And so, you know, when, when the game came out, um, it, it took me a while to figure out how I was feeling about that just because it's, it was complicated in its own way. Um, and there's even like this point where I never played this, but I found out after the fact, like at the very start of the game, you can actually have it where both Kara and Alice like get killed by the, you know, fucking crazy um, like or not crazy, not that guy, but the the home like abusive, like not a dad dad and they just die and when you do and you go to the title screen the android on the character says like you let them die and it's just like what the like it's just so it's just it so aside from being you know just like david cage has no idea how to write anything political and can't show to how to like have a decent story for building up any sort of um you know, concept of like political and social justice. Like, obviously he can't do that. Like it, it's just, he sucks at it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he'd made like this more personal story and like done, had done it in that way in particular is just like, it, it's just fucking miserable. It's made like it out I, to be a miserable story in every way possible. Yeah, in, in every way possible. It's like either a, you have to fuck up a family, you know, who are just trying to get to safety and screw them over or, you can either, you know, take this risk because it's your only option, and no matter what, something shitty's gonna happen. Either Lu- mm-hmm. well, always Luther's gonna die, um, Alice might die, or um, uh, Kara might die, and so it's just, yeah, or you know, the two, it, it, it's yeah. So it's just that that like haunted me for like a couple days after that, just because. Yeah. You know, without going into any super details, like I've had to deal with situations like that before um, in my own personal life. And, you know, thankfully, I'm much better now because, one, one, I'm older uh, Two, we were able to, like, you know, go through like proper legal things in order to make sure that we could have safety Mm -hmm. and all these other things like super fine. And so, like, it's just it's so I, I don't know what david cage was trying to accomplish with what he was doing like i honestly right. do not um especially with because that side of the story from aside from trying to tell a political story yeah i imagine that as a wannabe kind of film director he yeah. also wanted to tell a good story yeah and he quite frankly according to your account of the game yeah. and likely others accounts of the game accomplished neither yeah. Yeah, no, he he did nothing with it. Like there like he'd already made it the situation where a lot of the characters like it was just hard to really emotionally connect with them at all because they were either just like underwritten or um I mean, I don't want to say the performances were bad. The performances were okay. I just think that they were okay by um the reasoning that he fucking sucks at writing um or directing or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. it's just the, the, the that whole thing is just it, yeah it just it seems complete like it basically just makes it, it makes that entire you know personal storyline of this person that is being hurt by this situation almost completely pointless because anything right. because anything that they do has no bearing or weight on anything and so right. because of that because they're not important apparently they aren't able to do anything that is remotely good about saving themselves in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I, I like, I, I don't know what he thought he was trying to accomplish with that, but basically all he did was he just made an extremely miserable story that I would not recommend anybody would play or watch. Um, unless you're, you know, trying to, unless you're trying to look at it critically. Cause whenever I play any sort of game, 
especially games that are like kind of you know the uh the controversial like oh this has problems or like blah blah especially if it's high profile um Mm -hmm. i generally don't want to say anything about them especially deriving from other people's hearsay um because you know a lot of people that were and, and i guess that's I, I guess that's why I feel a little bit justified in what I'm talking about, because when the game came out, people were mostly talking about um, how, you know, Black Li- the Black Lives Matter movement was being exploited by that game for their you know own kind of thing, which mm-hmm. I, I recall Deus Ex Mankind Divided kind of had that same problem, um, but it was a lot more in like just like the interstitial art. Like nobody, no character ever said anything that was like relating to it. It's just right. that random art assets in the game and like some concept artists and posters. And I think like a, a, a long commercial thing they did for it was like referencing it. And it's just like that was more like a marketing issue. Um, and, you know, it was sucked. But it, it, since it didn't really happen in the game, it was never referenced or shown anything. It's just kind of like, OK, whatever. Um, but th- this game just so blatantly uses it. And, you know, when when I played the game, like that was immediately immediately obvious obvious especially when you got into the later parts where you're like doing your protests and they're using like actual quotes and lines from like the right. and it's just like what the fuck um but then like when i got to this section and playing like in car's situation like i don't want to say i'm glad that i played it because it fucking sucked and i hated it and never want to do it again but it just it kind of it it, it sort of maybe it justified me playing it because it made me realize how much that section of that game was not even talked about. Mm. And not to saying that that should have been more important than the other part, but just the reality of like um, domestic abuse situations is it's a super complicated one because the context that's related to it, the people that are involved, it's always something that's going to be never have any sort of simple answer. Like, because like it all circumstances are different is a person they're just like are they having you know some sort of like mental health issue um are they you know like just where they do like how much is being done you know from like to what degree how much wants to be you know somebody like fixing it does anybody have any ability to like you know it's like can they get away from it if they can't you know what resources do they have available if they don't have like there's so many variables that handle in those situations and it's never explicitly talked about probably because of that complex complex complications related to it mm-hmm. because you don't have any simple way to answer any one of those things but that's why i just was like super upset by that because you have an entire story that's going on about this and in no way do you do anything to like help um portray how to handle this situation it seems like all you've managed to do is just say yeah, domestic abuse is shitty, and mm. n- nothing, nothing outside of that. Nothing of like you know, here's how you should help people. Um, here is you know different signs of like having to deal with that. Like any of that is just completely absent in that story, and so it just seemed more like David Cage was exploiting domestic abuse as a thing to make like a really tragic story and like i mean fucking congratulations you did that but it had almost like no depth to it at all it was just a miserable like experience to take part in and so yeah and so that's you know i i've talked about it a couple times when i've talked with a couple different people and whenever i do it, it kind of surprises people because that most people enjoy it, avoided that game for good reason and so most people knew what kind of like the thing was with it when i started bringing that up people are just like oh my god like i didn't know that was in it it's like i didn't either and i had to find out for myself the hard way which is now that's (sighs) kind of something i want to touch on at the beginning of this episode you mentioned that you were excited about the game there were some allocations that came out yeah, that made you feel uncomfortable and obviously was a point of controversy. Mm-hmm. What compelled you to still pick up the video game? So the reason why, and I kind of mentioned it, but I'll further explain it, is that like when there's something that goes on with a game, um, if it's a game I like, if it's a game I'm not into, if it's any sort of thing, I don't want to say anything on it until I have my own kind of personal experience with it. And it doesn't even have to be me playing the game. Like I could watch like a let's play of it and kind of get like the same effect. Um, but I kind of want to just play because since it was more complicated and there were different branching arcs, that meant I could like change what I was doing with it. 
And the reason why I wanted to is just because I one like I look, I already am like super duper into sci-fi and I like robots. Like that's like mm-hmm. my favorite aspect of it. And so for myself, at least I wanted to play it just to be like, OK, these are things don't do in this kind of, you know, sci-fi story that you're trying to tell because blah, blah. And so I just did it because I wanted to look at it from that way of how I perceive things, because I don't. I, I can never get the full effect on how something is supposed to be through um, a retelling of somebody else. Exactly. Um, because there's always going to be questions that I have that won't get answered. Um, not because they don't care, but just because they're focusing on something else and I want to focus on other things entirely. But I was not expecting I, I was not expecting there to be that strong of a thing related to you know, like uh, homelessness and domestic abuse and um, mm. unable to get it. Like, I did not know how far it was going to go into that. And so that's why it just, it really caught me off guard. Cause I guess that was the other thing is like, I was prepared to have like a really shitty, like exploitation of, you know, like racism, but using it for androids. Like I was mentally prepared to come right. in with that. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. But I was not mentally prepared for that point. And part of the reason why I'm glad I did is because when I talked to other people who said they wanted to maybe like look into it and try it out, I'd be like, Hey, by the way, Nobody's really talking about this thing that's happening with it, but there is some shit that happens regarding domestic abuse in the thing. And that had people going like, okay, I don't want to touch it at all then. Because, and so it, it, it was, it made me a bit sad that that kind of got lost um, in that being talked about just because it's, it's something that is going to affect people much differently. Like people who didn't have to grow up in a broken home situation will probably kind of just look at it and be like, boy, this is really kind of fucking miserable. And it is, but it, because it doesn't have any depth to it, it it doesn't really give anything to them. But to somebody who has had to deal with a situation like that, like myself, um, just the fact that it was just miserable and had nothing to it, it just, it, it unleashed a very intense kind of like bad feeling with me. Like for a point where after I played it, like, I just remember I could not like I couldn't focus or think on things for a while. Like it's just mm. it had been lingering so hard. And then there was just one night where I, 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 I don't even know why. I don't even know what set it off. Like I just like kind of had like a, you know, a breakdown sobbing because it was just, you know, it, it just brought me back to a point, um, you know, when I was like, you know, still in high school, it was like, you know, 15, 16, 17. Um, where, you know, I was having to deal with stuff that I couldn't get away from. Um, the home situation that I was in was, you know, very, um, uh, you know, it was just like, it was never physically abusive, but it was always very verbally abusive and, um, like, you know, using a lot of like guilt trip, um, setting things up in, in a way that we weren't allowed to do anything that one person you know, didn't want us to do at any point, like Mm. just all sorts of things like that. And so just kind of being, you know, presented with this thing of like, Oh, here's these people that tried to run away and get, you know, get to something better. And then it just ends with, except like, you can't like that. There's no, you don't have, you don't have the option or the ability to do anything about that. And anybody who, I guess that was the other thing is that like anybody who might want to help you is just as equally powerless as you. And so, just that entire like way that that was being painted and written was just like it just fucking sucked it was awful it was miserable um i don't recommend anybody who has had any sort of situation like that to play that game um based on that uh episode and chapter alone especially because it's just it's it's such an it's such a complicated issue that it it's it's not something that clearly it's not something that david cage can handle and write um and so it's yeah so that's all i can really say about that and so it's it it just kind of repaints the whole thing where a lot of that is never discussed you know not just in games but in media in general um where you know you'll you'll have like you know watch any sort of crime show and you'll find out oh this person's a victim of you know domestic abuse blah blah here's the thing that goes with it and they'll always talk about like any of like the legal ramifications with it but they'll never like explain anything like what do you do for like a home situation what do you do for like employment safety what if you have kids like there's never anything that want to die that wants to dive into that and they also never really dive into how often somebody is in like a situation where they see feel like 
somewhat prisoner to it. And especially what I don't like is that they never, ever, ever like show any of that stuff being done from the perspective of, of a minor of some kind because they mm-hmm. have the least amount of power in this situation. You know, a lot of times it's like, they well, one, they can't, you know, they can't legally, you know, get away from their parent until they're like, 18 or if they have somebody to take over because you know that parent has been proved like abusive but Mm -hmm. because of protections that are put in to make sure that people can't lose their kids for like bullshit reasons it also creates this complication of like that a kid who is in that situation needs to get out is often kind of like held as some sort of prisoner for something and then that never even like dives into like how that will you know emotionally affect you know a kid as well um because I think the only the only thing that I've seen recently that actually like dived into it and you know like I, I know people have their opinion on you know this series as much but it's like uh, so for the character in My Hero Academia Todoroki um, when you when you're first introduced to him he just you just think he's like oh it's just Sasuke he's the edgy brooding right. with a dark past and then you get to the point where like it shows his dark past and you find out that his father had abused him and his mother um, had made his mother um, mentally uh, unstable to the point where she had lashed out and injured her own child. She ended up in a hospital to recover from it, from, you know, just like her own um, kind of just lashed out behavior at that point. And then all the while, you still have this kid and his siblings who are living under the rule of this dude who is a super high profile person. He can probably hide a lot of stuff if he pays the right people. Mm. And what you, what you understand is that, you know, not just the thing that's terrible that's happening, but you understand how it has affected, you know, this boy growing up in that he had closed himself off, had isolated himself and made everything about, um, you know, just wanting to, you know, prove his father wrong. But in reality, he had been, like he just basically just wanted to be able to face his mother again and Mm. have like a decent relationship with her because he felt like he couldn't because part of the reason that she lashed out at him was because um, like a situation that involved uh, her being reminded of um, his father through him and like a moment of like mental weakness. And so he would feel like a sense a feel a sense of guilt um, as though he was like part of the problem for that when that really wasn't the case. So it's just, you know, something like that. It at least explores like the complications that is going on with that situation and doesn't just paint it out to be like this super like sad, you know, just miserable thing. And, you know, and, and, th- and then it also just shows him like, you know, as he opens up and starts to make friends, understands how important it is to have some sort of support system with when you're dealing with that. And right. so, you know, something like that is just like, I think that's good because especially because it doesn't immediately like fix the problem, but instead it tells like a young person that is probably dealing with that, like how there are ways to cope with that and what are bad ways to do it and what are better <laughs> ways to handle that. And so right. something like that is just like it's 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 not like the best thing ever but it's still very good and it gives me something to feel good about and also mm-hmm. is something that i and i'm sure plenty of others can relate to and so right. you know in contrast to what david cage did where he just used you know a domestic abuse situation to make something dramatic and bleak and, and not better at all just do nothing to like validate like that it should have been like portrayed in any sort of way like that's so like- just yeah David Cage, Quantum Dreams, Detroit Become Human had every chance to make it something not only more powerful, but more perhaps uh, relatable in a way. Yeah. Uh, perhaps better in a way. Yeah. And they instead took yeah. the opposite route and made it harder to swallow, not much better at all mm-hmm. and kind of completely unrelatable and tone deaf yeah pretty much it, it just painted out in this way where anybody who was playing that has not had a, um you know a personal uh, uh experience with domestic abuse will just see it and go like wow this is really sad miserable and bleak and mm-hmm. anybody who has had a relation to that will probably think like 
you know, this, I, you know, it, it'll bring back just, it, it, I can't, there will not be any good feelings that you'll be able to get from it. Um, even if you've, even if like you have found yourself, you know, in a better situation like I have now, it's just, it's going to bring back, um, a lot of those feelings and thoughts of have yet yeah, you you know anyone might have had or is still having during that kind of time um and it re it, it brings up um it brings up this thing where you know anybody who's ever had to deal with any sort of like trauma even after they've recovered from it because they've been exposed to it so long and the chemicals that their brain have been putting into it, it leaves this lingering effect so mm-hmm. that, you know, like, I mean, you know, the internet likes to trivialize, you know, the term trigger, you know, but that's essentially what's happening is that you're being exposed and witness to something that you had experienced before. And because it still had those, you know, lingering effects, it can like bring you right back to that situation of Absolutely. that feeling and not, not even like, you know, nothing just like suddenly crumbles, but it's just like your brain remembers being in that situation and recalls it and brings up like, you know, the anxiety, the fight or flight response, um, the uh, depression, the you know, anger, like all just like the different things. It can just like come back in a moment and then it can, you know, just as quickly go away. But having it constantly kind of like poking at that is just it's just going to bring back more and more of that, you know, just like just bad mental um, you know, state and it's so, you know, I guess if one thing, if, you know, David Cage has succeeded at one thing, it's that he's very good at bringing back, you know, post-traumatic stress, um, Mm -hmm. events for Mm -hmm. anybody else, because for anybody else that, because there's nothing there, there's no depth or any sort of like real hope that there's there anybody else is just going to be like, well, I guess that's kind of sad and bleak. And that's about it. They won't think right. about, and they won't even think about like, wow, you, you know, they won't even be presented things like, Oh, here's how you could handle if you need to help somebody who's in a domestic abuse situation. Instead, it's going like, Hey, these people who are helping, it's just going to end badly. So don't fucking bother. Like don't, right. don't even get involved. And so that's, I guess that's the most frustrating thing is that, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's got to be emotionally traumatic for someone like me to experience. But for anybody else who's been outside of that and they're presented with that case, it'll just get them this idea that it's like, oh, there's nothing I can do in this situation. Like, it's just awful. It's just going to be that way. They're, you know, they're not even going to give an attempt to it. So that's that's pretty much how that kind of game just went out to play for me. And so, yeah, you do not recommend. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely, I definitely do not recommend it, and I especially, you know, go with that thing that if you do want to play it, just so that you can get, you know, if you want to be like me, who, you know, is able to have a personal experience with it, you know, super heavy asterisks around it, like, hey, by the way, if you've had some past situations that are very, very traumatic to you, you will not have a good time with this game. And I, there were sections where I had to force myself just to complete it, just so that it could be done right. with it and not have it just sitting there being like, Hey, you want to finish and be like, no. Oh, right. Yeah. So, uh, David Cage <laughs> makes <laughs> another game. Would you get it? No, hmm. would not at this would point. Not. At this point, I'm just, I'm just like, Nope, Nope. I'm done. Have you played any of his other games? I did. Play? Um, and like, heavy, what has Heavy Rain one of them? Heavy Rain was one of them. Um, before that, I actually played his first game, Fahrenheit, which, okay, it was called Indigo Prophecy in the U.S. They renamed it to Fahrenheit. I don't know why. I guess because they were worried about Fahrenheit 451 having a copyright. I don't know. Anyway, um, that one's just it's it's just a stupid schlocky like sci-fi you know like ooh, evil spooky horror kind of thing whatever like sure. it's just it's just like b-movie material um not b-movie like the b-movie but you know like you know what i mean anyway, not yeah not that b-movie barry b B-mo- benson um no so it's like that one the one that was after it was heavy rain which is just like a fucking it's, schlock from what i remember is just like buggy it's just, it's very buggy, but it, buggy. but it's just like this pretty like schlocky like crime thriller. Ooh, you got to find right. out who the murderer is and blah blah. blah. Um, which I mean, I had a couple moments where it's like, oh, you're playing as Ethan's dad, and he is divorced because apparently it was his fault that one of his sons died because he ran out into traffic. Whatever, it's just it was a very dumb mm-hmm. setup, and it's like, 
you know, it's kind of like a bummer, but it's like yeah. he's, uh, he's kind never, of a typical start to uh, that kind of genre. Yeah, exactly. And it's like because it's never like Ethan's never like abusive or anything like that. He's just like kind of lame. But then he's like, am I the killer? Anyway, whatever. It's it's fine. It's it's just fucking uh, whatever. There's no depth to it. Two, two fine games. Yeah. And well, <laughs> and then there's the one after that, which is like Beyond Two Souls. I have no fucking clue what he was trying to do with that game. That was the oh, one yeah, that start that starred Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe, and it's like this thing where Ellen Page is like constantly followed by this ghost who has and it gives her like supernatural abilities and she ends up getting a job with like the fbi or something i and but then she's also trying it's fucking weird i don't know what it's supposed to be about one of the better stories according to i mean it it is but it's still just kind of like it's just like what the fuck is happening like after (laughs) i was done with it i'm like i guess that was okay like it's it's just a lot of those ones are like very much like just kind of dumb sci-fi where it's just like, you know, I guess it's an okay, it'd be okay as a movie. It's sure. not great. It's something you'd see watch with like, it'd be some, the sort of thing you'd see on like Netflix and be like, Oh, okay, we'll give that a shot. And it's just like, well, that was kind of weird, but yeah, whatever. It was okay, I guess. But yeah, no, Detroit Become Human, like, I don't know, I guess at some point David Cage really decided, no, I'm going to be something that'll, like, be within the minds of people and their hearts forever. And it's like, well, you did so in a very not great way, yeah, buddy. Cause it this, no, because this way I'm just like, no, I'm just fucking done with you. Like, I no, mm. I want nothing to do with that anymore. Because even going into, like, Detroit Become Human, I was kind of with that idea that it's like, okay, at worst, it's going to be another schlocky sci-fi or just, like, whatever thing. And that's why I wished that whole game would have just been, you know, the the detective robot Connor and then the police chief, uh, was it Barry? I can't remember his name. I looked at it. Hank. Yeah, Connor and Hank. Because, like, their whole thing was just a fucking buddy cop movie. Right. And it was, like, you know, it was just... It was just kind of dorky and then like, you know, sort of thrilling, blah, blah. And they had a couple of pretty nice little heart to heart moments. Like they have discussions where like Connor's like, what does it mean to become human? And then Hank is like, it's a fucking mess. And so, you know, it, it helped that you had Hank who was kind of like on the lower end of spectrum of like what you consider like, you know, a prime human example. It's just you know, like, you know, the, the, those two characters were probably the most like well thought out as like what they were supposed to be doing, what the relationship right. was. If the whole game was just those two, perfectly fine game would have still mm. had some tone deaf issues with like, you know, the whole kind of like, you know, robot uprising thing. Um, but probably not as much if it wasn't falling around Marcus, who anyway, whatever. But just all the other like whatever the hell David Cage was trying to work in politically or um you know just in terms of like social uh awareness of anything like no he just not mm, nope nothing nothing Nothing. there just it was just it was just a waste it was a waste Mm -hmm. aside from the soundtrack soundtrack still very good i will defend that soundtrack to the day i die and tell it that it does not the game does not deserve it because it doesn't Mm. i believe it i believe it i believe it believe it just like naruto so uh we're running out of time we are uh so let's kind of sum up what was said if yeah. you were talking to like a random person yeah or a friend mm-hmm. and they said hey what do you think about detroit become human give us like, like a minute like a thesis statement yes. um i would say that it is a game that looks cool and sounds cool but is extremely shallow in terms of what it wants to convey and what it does show is either very bland um very tone deaf and tasteless or Mm -hmm. miserable so Mm -hmm. it's like if you're good if you really want to go with that because like i would not even recommend it's not even a so bad it's good kind of game like it's just no it's, it's just bad so so uh, unless you're like me who are wanting to look at it and really like pick apart critically what is wrong with it then i'll say like okay just be aware there's some of this stuff that happens because right. I, because i feel and i think yeah so because that's if you don't if you aren't made aware of that it'll probably catch you off guard and you'll probably end up in a situation like i was when i played it Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so don't play it for fun. Don't play it for so bad it's fun. If you want to play it critically, 
super duper like a thesis statement. Su- su- yeah super duper asterisk statement you might have a pretty miserable time so mm. that's pretty much what i say about it mm-hmm. fuck david cage also yeah just fuck david cage aside from like being a shitty writer also treating his employees like shit and then like when being called out for it wants to go to court with like the press it's like fuck you fuck you david cage anyway that's it that's my review of the game fuck you david cage fuck you david cage all right um so that's gonna be it for this bonus episode sam can you please tell us where we can find you on the internet um you might not want to anyway uh easiest place to find me is just twitter's where i usually hang out twitter.com slash sam neeland s-a-m-m-n-e-i-l-a-n-d <gasps> breath um let's see so just yeah that's where that's where i've been hanging out um i got some stuff coming up that's that's going to be happening I know what I'm doing. Well, I know what I'm doing in May, but I'm not talking about it yet. Cause we, <gasps> I mean, you know, it's a it's exciting thing. Like just like, uh, you know, whatever. Exciting. If, if you know anything about like how I co-wrote a comic, it's going to probably be related to that. So just keep that in mind and watch, follow me on Twitter. And I hope you don't mind that I shit post a lot because that's usually what I do on Twitter. It's, Isn't that what we all do? That's kind of it. Yeah. No, it's like, if you're on Twitter to like have fun, it's like, if you're not making shit posts, you're not having fun. Mm hmm. Mm-mm. Yep. Nope. Don't. Uh, d- d- yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this bonus stage. Bonus. Um, as always, yes. check out the weekly cooldown regular episodes wherever you find podcasts. And uh, thanks for listening to bonus stage. I don't know what number this is. Um, just say bonus. Just bonus stage. Bonus stage one. Bo- board the plat. Board the platforms. <laughs> We will see you on the next bonus stage. Thank you for joining us. Fuck David. Fuck David Cage. Fuck David Cage.